homeschooling definitely has its advantages. And I think one of the advantages at the top of our lists is that time freedom and flexibility. Not having to rush out of the door in the morning, being able to say yes to things like impromptu play dates or helping a friend, it's pretty awesome. But sometimes that benefit can be our weakness. Sometimes that freedom and flexibility actually holds you back from doing the things that you have good intentions to do. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about Parkinson's law and why it's holding you back from finding that balance and peace in your days and rest that you're looking for. And today we're talking about four ways that you are gonna overcome it so you can feel good at the end of each day instead of disappointed that you didn't get done the things that you wanted to do or full of mom guilt that you didn't get the lessons done or the Bible study done or just overwhelmed that you didn't get any time to rest. We're ditching that. Let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom Podcast where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. How often do you look back at the end of the day and wonder what the heck happened to the day? Where did the time go? Like, be honest. How often does this happen to you? Like how often do you get to the end of the day and you're disappointed that you didn't do the things that you felt called to or that you wanted to and the house is still messy, you never got around to that Bible study or prayer time, you barely got the schoolwork done, you didn't get out of the house to visit that friend that you that was on your heart to visit, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is that day for you. I know that God is calling you to important things, right? Nourishing your relationships, disciplining your children, managing your home and creating a joyful atmosphere and culture. Maybe that side biz or that volunteering. You've got stuff the Lord is inviting you to do. Ephesians 2.10 tells us, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Girl, you gotta walk in those works. It's nothing but joy and hope and blessings. But sometimes it just doesn't play out like that. Like what is happening? Why can't we get done the things that we feel like we should get done when it seems like we have more time than the average people? Because sometimes when we don't have outside influences and commitments holding us accountable, like those people that are going off to school every day, they have to be at the bus stop at a certain time, they have to be in the school at a certain time, or those who are commuting to work, they have to be at the office at a certain time, they have these outside things holding them accountable. And a lot of us don't have that. And because of that, we can tend to be a little too unorganized, maybe a little too carefree, or should I say careless? 
<laughs> sometimes, you know, there's a good balance between carefree and careless. Um, but if you're looking back at the end of the day and you're discouraged and you're wondering what did you actually do all day, I can tell you what's happening. It's Parkinson's law. So Parkinson's law is the old adage that work expands to fill the time allotted for its completion. So when you have more time, you seem to get less done. Basically, the more time we have, the less efficient we become because we feel like we have all of the time in the world. And the less time we have, the more efficient we become. So if you have an open day, um, you know, like you don't have that much planned and you aren't specific about what you want to get done, it's going to take you all day just to get dressed, do some schoolwork, do the dishes. Before you know it, your day is gone. Like what just happened? Like how is it four o'clock already? But when you have less time, girl, I know you get your butt into gear. You've got guests coming to your house and your house is is a disaster. You have an hour. You get the whole thing cleaned somehow in an hour, right? And as a homeschool mom, you likely have more free time. So we have to make sure that we don't waste that time and fall victim to Parkinson's law. So how can you defy Parkinson's law? How can you make sure that your work doesn't expand to fill those extra hours that you have during the day? And maybe you don't feel like you have extra hours, but compared to a lot of people, we do, right? We do have extra time because we're home more and our schedule isn't dictated by the public school system. Okay, so what are these four things that you can do to make sure your time doesn't get all sucked up? So number one, you've got to learn to be intentional with your time. So if you give yourself goals and priorities for the day, write them down, you're clear about them, you know what's important. Like if, you're, if you know your kids are needing some one-on-one time because they're a hot mess and <laughs> their emotions have been everywhere, then make that a priority for the day. If you're feeling like you need more time in your Bible, you can make that a priority for the day. And the best way to do this is to really get clear on what God is calling you to in this season. And I have a workbook that will help you walk this out. It's called the Nourish Necessities Workbook, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But you really have to get clear on what's important because if you don't know what's important, then you really don't know how you should be spending your time. So that's step number one. Number two, do a time audit. If you are wondering where all your time goes, do a time audit because it's going to be evident. You're going to write it down right in front of you and you're going to know how long it takes you to do things, how long you're spending on certain tasks, where you're wasting time, where you're not being efficient. And once you see this written out, it's going to really help you to get motivated because you're probably going to find that a lot of your time is taken up by distractions and a lack of focus. And when you start to see all the time that you're wasting on Facebook or daydreaming or following your kids around constantly cleaning instead of having set times for cleaning, and you realize that you could actually be doing something you wanted to do, like hanging out with your husband or painting or (laughs) I just painted today or um, getting that Bible study in or being like intentional about the house tasks that you want to get done. After doing a time audit, you'll realize 
where your time is actually going. And I promise you, you'll be motivated to make some changes. Also, it helps you to get realistic about how much time certain tasks take. So then you can plan your day out realistically and get the most out of your time and not be overwhelmed because sometimes we just, we're not realistic about how long things should take. And we cram a bunch of things in and then we're overwhelmed when we can't get them done. Or sometimes we're not realistic about how long things should take and we give ourselves hours to do something that should take 30 minutes and we're just wasting our time. All right, so the number three thing you can do is to use a timer. So once you know how long tasks should take, you can hold yourself accountable with a timer. And this is really one of my favorite tools because I'm really like, I'm slow at things for some reason. I Sometimes I feel like I like live in slow motion. I just, I take my time. And it's really evident when me and my husband are cleaning together and I take like, 20 minutes if my timer's not on to clean the living room and he's already like cleaned the whole kitchen and the whole other half of the house in that same amount of time. I'm like, okay, obviously I'm moving a little too slow. And you know what? Sometimes that's okay. Sometimes we don't want to be rushing and looking at the clock, but sometimes I just want to get the stuff done and I need a little motivation to move a little bit faster. So the timer helps me to stay motivated And it helps me to stay on task because I'm not going to waste time checking things like my messages. If my phone's going off, alerts are coming in. I'm not going to stop and check those when I know I have a 15-minute timer on to finish my quick cleanup. Like, it's not going to happen. I'm going to wait until a different time to check my messages. So it helps me create boundaries. Because honestly, guys, we could spend our whole day following our kids around cleaning up messes, right? And I don't think we want to. And it's not effective and it's not efficient because then we miss the time that was available for the other things that are important. So when I set a timer, I put aside the amount of time that I want to spend on cleaning up. And when the timer is done, I quit. And you know what? Sometimes not everything is done. But honestly, is it ever all really done? And I can just move to the next thing and then make sure I get those other things that are priorities on my list for that day. I can get those things done too. So I use a timer for showers, for dishes, for doing my makeup, for my quick cleanups every day. They're just really effective. Okay, so number four is to set time boundaries. So the timer gives me some time boundaries, but I like to set other boundaries in my day as well. And this is how it works. I know that if certain things happen at certain times of the day, our days go smoother. So I know that if we are done with dinner by six, our evening is smoother. We have some time to chill before bedtime. So I work backwards to figure in the things that I have to do to get dinner on the table. So my dinner routine starts with 30 minutes of cleaning, doing the dishes, and then actual cooking. I start at 4.30 because I know that I want to be eating by six. I also know that if we get home at 4.30 and jump right into the, the dinner routine, the vibe of our house is off because I didn't get a chance to speak with my husband or to like give him my quality attention, even if it's just for like 10 minutes. And that like throws off our relationship for the evening. Um, Also, the kids are cranky because they needed some downtime and they didn't get it. We jumped right into chores, into the dinner routine. So I have a time boundary of 3.30. When we are home at 3.30, that's when things go smoothly. So I try to be really intentional. I make sure that I schedule appointments and my grocery pickups at the appropriate times. I end our play dates at appropriate times, even when I want to keep talking 
because I could like talk forever. Um, hence the podcast. No. <laughs> but I make sure that I'm intentional about being home on time because I know if I'm home at 3.30, we have that downtime before we have to jump into our dinner routine. We get the chores done, we get dinner done, and then we have that downtime after dinner that everybody really likes. So another time boundary that we have is that I know if I start breakfast after 9, our morning is rushed. We don't get in the things that we want to. We don't get in the Bible study. We don't get in the playtime. We don't get in the lessons and the work that we wanted to get in that day. And sometimes our mornings don't follow the usual routine. Like this week, I'm helping my sister get my niece on the bus every morning. And sometimes I just spend more time than I planned in my Bible or on my work in the morning. And you know what? That's okay because our routines and schedules are flexible and they're made to work for us. So if I decide like, hey, helping my sister is a priority this week, then that's super awesome. And if I decide like, ooh, I actually have to get this work thing done this morning and I like move some things around in the morning, that works. But having the time boundary of nine o'clock reminds me that even when I don't follow my normal routine or even when like things get off track in the morning is chaotic, if I jump back into the routine at nine to start breakfast, I'll still be able to carry out the remaining goals and priorities for the rest of the day. Okay, so let's recap. If you are wondering where all your time goes and why you're not getting done the things that you want, blame Parkinson's law. Your chores are expanding to fit that time that you feel like you have. And those extra hours that you have because you're not running your kids out the door to school or commuting to work are being sucked up. No! You got to use these hours to your advantage to find balance in your days to do the things that you actually want to do and feel called to do. And the four tools that are going to help you do that, priorities, Know what it is that, are, that is actually going to help you to feel balanced. Know your nourished necessities. Know what God is calling you to. Number two, your time audit. Figure out where your time is actually going and how long things actually take. Number three, your timer. If you need some motivation and accountability to stay focused, set a timer. And I also use timers with my kids frequently throughout the day because they're effective. Number four, time boundaries. Are there time boundaries that would help your day run more smoothly? Do you need to get up at a certain time, have dinner at a certain time, or bedtime? What areas of the day seem hectic? And could a boundary help you in those areas? All right, ladies, if you feel like you're struggling to keep up with all the things, if you end your day with mom guilt because you didn't get the things done again that you really felt like you should, that you felt called to, we can change that. A few small shifts to the way that you manage your day, it can really bring huge changes to your home and to your family. It can bring you closer together, closer to God, create a home that is orderly and doesn't feel chaotic. Why wait? If you are feeling like you need to make a change, don't let the days keep passing you by feeling overwhelmed or not not satisfied or that there's just more, that God has more for you. The first step is super easy. Just book a routine strategy coaching call and I will help you set up those routines, help you to get your clear on your priorities and figure out the next moves that are going to help your family find that balance and that peace that you are craving. 
All right. I just, I pray that the Lord, that you feel his presence, that he, that he is close to you, that you are motivated to just connect with him, to reach out to him, to, to ask him what your nourish necessities are. What is he calling you to right now? I pray that he fills you with peace, with the peace that surpasses all understanding as you carry out all the things that he's calling you to, all of the things that have to do with homeschool and balancing your home and your relationships. And I just, I just pray whatever the Lord is calling you to, that he gives you the courage and the boldness to fully step into it without fear. In Jesus' name, amen. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you or inspired you in any way, could you please take a minute to write a review on Apple Podcast? Writing a review is the number one way that you can help me to reach more moms just like you. And reading your reviews truly inspires me and encourages me to keep doing this work. Also, don't forget to connect with other like-minded mamas in our Facebook community so that we can encourage and uplift each other on this journey. The link to the Facebook group is in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and may your heart overflow with God's peace and love. God bless.